The views expressed on this show by guests and the host on issues outside of the 9-11 controlled demolition evidence are the opinions of those individuals alone and do not necessarily reflect those of architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. Welcome to 9-11 Freefall. I'm the host, Andy Steele. Today we are joined by Bob McElvain and Matt Campbell. Bob is the father of Bobby McElvain, who was killed as he was entering the North Tower on the morning of September 11th. And Matt Campbell is the brother of Jeff Campbell, who died in the North Tower on that morning. Both are featured in the newest AE 9-11 Truth film, The Unspeakable. We'll be talking about that today. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Andy. Hi, Andy. I think this is a very important film, especially coming off of the 20th anniversary. I mean, so many people have so much, there's so much going on in the world, and people have different views about what that is and which side to take. I mean, we're a very divided society, so everyone is very distracted. That's what I see in all of that in my mission here at AE911 Truth. I see it as <clears throat> an obstacle towards getting people to all look at this very important issue I consider to be the most important issue here in the 21st century uh, because it really kicked off the 21st century and really set us on this path that we are on and I think that waking people up to the real nature of what happened on that day would change a lot even things uh, that people are upset about now uh, so we gotta focus on this and we gotta keep on hitting this hard so this is very important because it reminds our supporters of why we do this work and how justice wasn't done and the people still affected by it and you guys both play very prominent roles in that film I want to know first what is it like for you when circumstances arise like this in which you have to relive this part of your life for interviews or in this case a film uh, we'll start with Bob well uh, Andy I've been doing this since the day after 9-11 so, it, you know, has, and yet still I get extremely emotional no matter what I do. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. We were talking to a psychiatrist once, my wife and myself, and she says, uh, you know, you're both up at the top of a mountain right now, and you, gotta, and you both have broken legs. You've got to figure out a way to get down on your own. And the idea that, you know, you just can't depend on each other sometimes because it's, it's going to be such a tough journey. Well, I've figured out since then, you know, we've often brought this up, that I've never gotten off the mountain. So I've been stuck on top of the mountain since then. And uh, so I've been doing this for day one. So it, it's it's tough. And you just got to, it's like a job, you know. I have a time to do this, and I have a time, and thank God my son has four children so i have four grandkids that i can mess around with you know walk away from it so i can i really split it in half so i have my time to do this and i have my time to be away with the grandkids so that's the way it's been since 9-11 uh matt same question yeah i, I mean i think it's it gets easier um you know it's be although saying that it has been particularly um full on this uh 20th anniversary 
um, several reasons, not not just the film, the um, building up to actually, um, you know, the inquest application to reopen my brother's inquest. Um, I mean, for me, uh, you know, yeah, you, you're being asked by the filmmakers and also, you know, media to, to relive that day. And it, it's not easy. Um, I think it was particularly hard for my for my brother um, and my mum, particularly my brother, Rob, he was in the film, you know, it was the first time he'd really ever opened up or spoken about um, events of that day. And, you know, obviously the, um, the ripples afterwards. Um, and that was quite hard for me to watch. Uh, including, you know, my friend Henry is in the film, you know, and I think he found it quite hard um, to, to go back into that time period and, you know, kind of do like what Bob says, you know, we, we do all the time and, and particularly being so active, you, you tend to do that. And so it, it gets easy. Sure, you get, you know, emotional moments where it's hard to get across what you want to say. Um, but I do think, it, for me anyway, it, it's getting easier uh, with time. Matt, and this question is for you. I mean, it's one thing to be supportive and participate in the filing for a new inquest. A lot of that is just procedural and, uh, you know, applying uh, you know, for the paperwork and all of that. <clears throat> but it's another thing to participate in a film. And your family is just as much a part of this film as you were. Was it at all difficult to convince them to take part in this project, go on camera and talk about this? Uh, and put their stories on display for the world. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was quite uh, hard to both ask them, but also for them to uh, make that decision to say yes. And like I said, you know, neither of them had really opened up, particularly Rob. Mum had been in um, a couple of other kind of more mainstream um, documentaries and found that quite hard. And so she was quite wary of, um, of you know, doing it all over again, but but knowing that, you know, this was important because it was, to a certain extent, also covering, um, you know, the, the legal action that we were taking in this country. Um, so I thought they both did, did really well. Um, so no, it wasn't easy for them. I can't imagine. But uh, they were a very good part of this film. And uh, I, I can't even imagine it being the same without your mother in there. So I'm glad that she uh, decided to participate in this. Uh, now, the film is supposed to be released online this week, and of course, you know, what we showed on the anniversary, or rather the night before the anniversary, was a rough cut of it, so if you watched it out there in the audience, if you watched the screening, uh, it may be a little bit different when you actually watch it again online, so it's worth checking out again. And all, of course, it's always going to be for the better, that's what whole post-production is about. But in the versions that you guys have seen, what was your feeling after watching this film? We'll start with Bob. Uh, I hate to tell you this, Andy, I haven't seen it. I, I have a very difficult time watching anything. You know, and I've done a lot over the years. And I have a very difficult... I'm gonna, when it comes out, I'm going to watch it in bits and pieces. I, uh, I, just, I hate seeing myself in film. Cause I, I always feel like this was a lousy job. You know, so... I, uh, so I haven't seen it yet. I know Ted called me, but I, I just have a bit difficult time doing any. Uh, you know what it is? I think I, I, the fact that I can keep going, I just don't dwell on something I do. You know, and I, I don't call that dwelling because you know I, I definitely will see it. But you know, I've done so much over the years. I just uh, you know when I do something, I have to move on. You know, I just can't sit there and talk about it and sit, think about it. Just move on to the next thing, and that's what I've been doing. You know, I've been doing that for twenty years. I just, but I, I really, I, of course, I remember doing the film, and I remember it was the very difficult parts of it, but I, did, I didn't sit and watch it. 
yet. I understand that completely, actually, especially that sentiment once you do something you like to move on to the next thing, and it is difficult to watch yourself. I've always got to listen to myself every week doing this show and uh, putting it together, so um, I totally get that. Matt, uh, I don't know if you've seen the film or what versions of it you've seen, but if you have, what were your impressions? I saw a, um, I mean, pretty much a, a, an almost final cut about a week or so ago, um, and I watched it with my mum and my brother Rob, and... Um, you know, it is it is a different sort of A and E film. Um, you know, there's not really much in the way of, of technical stuff in it, which you come to expect, I guess, in an A and E film. Um, but I, you know, I, I was pleased in the way the stories were woven together, both in the US and in the UK, and you know, the the, the impact and the ripples that the events of that day have had to all of us, as um, whether we be um, victim family members or friends. Um, you know, because it, it isn't easy. Um, but you know, I I thought it was very good, and I'm looking forward to it being um, you know released. Uh, I know we're lining up a um, sort of cinema showing in London in the near future as well. Um, so I'm hoping you know that that makes its way to a, a, a new audience as well. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand that moving on. It's kind of weird you do stuff and you just I can't even remember doing some of the stuff I've done over the last sort of. I'm too, and more public stuff over the last eight years, um, and you know, and it is, I guess, to, to look forward to the, to the next thing. But I still think there's a lot of um, mileage that can be got out of this this film, um, particularly you know, further afield than your say typical uh, um, supporters of uh, A and E's work or you know, nine eleven truth movement. Cause I just think because there is that emotional um, story that's being told, um, you know, and and our search for the, the truth and justice. Uh, which I think we all we all want. Everyone wants the truth. That's right. That's the number one goal that we are all seeking. Is exactly why everybody who is involved in this movement, whether they be family members or just regular activists who took up this call, that is what everybody is seeking. And I think we're all looking for that finality and that ending as quick as possible. You know, it's been 20 years, and uh, it's time. It's time to just come forward because at this point. As we uh, watch what's going on in the greater world here, it's almost like, what do we have to lose? I think the truth would actually save this country and, of course, affect the entire world. Uh, One of the major obstacles, I don't even need to state it, of course, is the media. I think there's going to be sociology classes in the future looking at this time in history and blaming a lot on the television. I think it was actually Kurt Vonnegut said that uh, future generations will look on TV as the lead in the water pipes that slowly drove the Romans mad. And uh, there's a lot of truth to that. And the media has participated, not even just participated, but actively take a leadership role in trying to cover up this issue, disparage people that talk about physics and common sense when it comes to the World Trade Center, and call for a new investigation. Uh, beginning with Bob, what is the single most important thing that you would like this corporate media to take away from this film if they ever take the time to review it? Well, first of all, it's to eliminate the corporations. <laughs> I mean, you know, bring bring the media back to where it's supposed to be. That uh, you know, it's very local and not being controlled by uh, mega corporations and, and really. The media, no matter how you look at it, is controlled by the government. And that's, that has to be taken away from the media. 
that has to be taken away. You know, that's, that has, the media has to be given back to the people. Uh, you know, I had I was talking to Matt, and I go back to this story, and I mean, this is the honestly the truth. Is you know, we're talking 2006, 2007. The Philadelphia Inquirer and the Daily News were interviewing me, and uh, you know, we we sat for about an hour talking about my experiences at the commission hearings and all that, and the travels I made with Peaceful Tomorrows, and um, Daily News, uh, Philadelphia Inquirer wouldn't allow it. The article to come and go into the, uh, the the following day, and she quit her job. And the girl from the Daily News calls me, and she tells me the Pentagon wouldn't allow her to print the media. Well, that really says something. The Pentagon would not allow her to print the interview I had with her. So you, I I don't think we understand how much control there is of the media. They can't do anything independently. So it's you know it's close to a dictatorship type of thing where you know they, you know they'll get little bits and pieces out here, there here and there. But if, it, if someone of them wants to give an honest portrayal of what they think happened, and in the case of the Daily News and the Inquirer, you had people trying to look into it, look into it much deeper. And of course, what happened? They were told they can't do it. Well, that's that shows you right there. Now it's I, I think it's much worse than it was then. So when you had the Pentagon actually interfering in, in, in the Philadelphia Daily News make, uh, putting out a story, well, you know, you've got big-time problems. Because what are you going to say to the Pentagon? So it's not some local yokel saying, well, you better not put that in. You have the Pentagon telling you that. Well, that is scary. And I don't think it's going to change at all unless, you know, I, to me, we're just going to, you know, we're going to fall into dictatorship in, in, in this country. And then, you know, I guess we're going to have to have another revolution of some sort. I don't know. But I, I just think it's impossible. It won't happen. There's not enough strong... You know, it's 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 all about money. And who controls the media but money? Until that changes, nothing's going to change. Uh, Matt, same question. If the media, someone from the media, were to review this, and I'm not talking about free-fall media, <laughs> I'm talking about corporate media here, uh, what would you like them to take away from this film? Well, I mean, I think they will review it. I mean, there are, like you say, bits and pieces to get through. And, hey, the, the media over here is just as rotten. It's all owned by the same few people, isn't it, globally? Um, but, you know, that doesn't stop the odd odd piece coming through. Um, I think someone actually said to me, um, reviews of books and videos and, and stuff are actually a, a, an easier way of actually getting articles into mainstream media rather than just a full-on assault with a, a, an article, which obviously Bob found out when, when the Pentagon interferes. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful um, that when it is released, and I said we've got this um, cinema um, showing in November, um, that you know I'm going to invite a lot of the, let's say, more friendlier on-side um, journalists who I've be, been speaking to in the UK, and particularly covering the, the inquest, um, to see if they would attend and, you know, to see where that goes. Um, but, you know, I, I agree with Bob, it's, you know, um, it's it's hard to get anything out there there is controlled by so few people in terms of i mean editorial control that's not for the the want of you know a lot of people trying to do the right thing and trying to 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 you know publish um articles that are worthy of actually you know the investigation that they've done um you know i can only just be hopeful that we get a few reviews out in this country of of the film and and that can only help i guess you know the overall um that quest for, for truth and justice. And I said, not, not least, of course, my um, reopening my brother's inquest. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, I had a fair bit of press coverage in the last year 
um, and obviously approaching the anniversary to do with the inquest. Um, not all favourable, but, you know, more than you'd expect. At least it's not being ignored, which, you know, to some extent is, is worse because um, no one has any idea that, that stuff's going on. Um, you know, in terms of where, where are we going and will it ever improve? I mean, you can only hope that, you know, by people, fewer, few people are, you know, consuming mainstream media in terms of news anyway. I don't know any young people who read newspapers or spend ages, you know, looking at actual news. It's certainly very different from when I was growing up. Um, you know, maybe that will be the death now for, for quite a few of these organisations. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I'm hopeful. I'm going to say I'm going to contact um, some of the press that were favourable um, in covering the inquest and just hope that, you know, there are some, some honest reviews out there of the film. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to talk about how our supporters can help out as well uh, once this film is out this week. Now, there's something that I talk about all the time, and I always press this point because it's important to keep in mind. You know, we keep our eyes focused on the end game, a new investigation, a full acknowledgement. I mean, right on the front page of the New York Times, Building 7, Controlled Demolition, Twin Towers, Controlled Demolition. Uh, but it, obviously we're going up against something that has been in place long before any of us were on the scene. And Rome didn't get built in a day, and it didn't fall in a day either. So I think we're going to win in the end. And we're obviously not going away, and we wake up enough people to this. Uh, we plant that seed in their mind when other things happen, and if things kind of fall apart, I think uh, there'll be new leadership someday that is going to take this up, and it'll just be a matter of rubber stamping it. That's what I personally believe. Now, some people say I'm optimistic. Uh, yes, I am, but I'm also right a lot of times when I uh, make these projections. Um, so I think we're going to win, but one thing that I focus on, too, is the three-dimensional aspect of our activism. So if we talk to a staffer and show them the evidence, maybe that staffer at the congressman's office can't do anything at that moment, but maybe they'll be the congressman in the future if they play their cards right. And maybe some other event like a 9-11 or uh, some kind of legislation that's not in the favor of the American people comes up. And since they have this in their mind, they will question it more. And so it's like spray painting, remember Building 7, all over the messages that get put forth to us from the media now. So I see positive things in the work that we do, even if we never got a new investigation. So I just want to know, in terms of the secondary benefit of your work and your legacy, what do you think the most impactful aspect of what you have done is? Uh, we'll start with Bob again. Well, I, you know, you know, I feel like I'm stuck in Orland. and But I've had the opportunity, and that's why I feel good about everything, because I really think, and, you know, like, we, we, no, we don't talk about who did it, all right? I have no problem talking about that. I, you know, I know we don't want to talk about it now necessarily. But I've been to Colombia. I've been to Japan. I've been, I've talked to people in Russia. I've talked to people all around the world, and I always say the same thing. This empire, the United States, they were involved in 9-11. And I, I feel good about it because I know it will come out. You know, or at least I've had that opportunity. And no matter where I speak, people listen to me. And I have been around the world. You know, I, we walk, I walked from Hiroshima to or Nagasaki to Hiroshima in Japan, pulling a 2,000-pound stone. And everywhere I went, I talked about this. Uh, the president of Colombia invited me down to Columbia, uh, to Bogota to speak at a conference on terrorism. I talked about, you know, so it's, 
I feel good about it. I feel I've done my part. I, you know, I can die. I'm getting to that point now. I'm turning 77. That I made an effort to find Bobby's murder. You know, it's a murder. My son was murdered. And that's been my job because I went to all the 9-11 commission hearings. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. And I got nothing, nothing from it. So this, you know, the, the, this country sold me down the tubes, sold me down the drain. And but I still had that opportunity to go anywhere I want in the world. And I have. I've gone all around the world. So I feel I feel good about it. And I think it will come out. I think everyone everyone knows. But what can they do? What can anyone do? You know, if my neighbor knows, well, geez, Bob told me this. What, what can they? You know, there's nothing they can do. And then, again, we're getting back to the media. If they don't want to cover it. It's not going to happen. And uh, someone just mentioned the Kennedy assassination earlier. Well, there it is. We, we, you know, we, everyone knows what happened to Kennedy, but it doesn't make a difference. And that's the biggest problem. What's the difference going to be? You know, do, do we have to change this whole system? The system creates what we're doing. And I, I don't know. I don't know what that answer is, but I hope it is. But uh, so, as far as I'm concerned, I've done my job. So I, you know. I I feel good about it. You know, I feel good about that. And the people around the world, you know, I talk to a lot of people. So that's important to me. Uh, Matt, same question for you. The three-dimensional aspect, the secondary benefit of the work you're doing in pursuing this inquest and speaking out about Jeff's death. Yeah, I mean, you know, all, all I can do is, is what I can do, I guess. And, um, you know, I just hope that the... You know, the path that I'm pursuing right now in, in terms of trying to get my brother's inquest reopened um, and, you know, and ultimately getting evidence in court, which has never been in court, of um, the use of explosives and incendiaries, etc. Um, you know, will be the first time that's ever happened. That will wake up, I would hope, a lot of people, including um, other family members, victim family members. Um, you know, ultimately, a change of verdict would be massive. I mean, I don't know, you know, again, we've got the issue of the media not covering stuff, but, um, you know, I don't know where they would hide, um, should that be the case. And, and I would hope in terms of the secondary, you know, um, benefits of it actually leading to, you know, whether it be prosecutions or another investigation or, you know, some sort of um, legal action, whether it's instigated by family members or, or others, it doesn't matter. It's just it's just to kind of start that approach because it will... You know, it's a big foot in the door, um, and it's like a huge can of worms. If even if we just get it into court, let alone um, changing the verdict. Um, but you know, it, it does come back to: will anyone know about it if the if the media aren't covering it? Um, you know, um, thankfully, and I think with current events, it's it's very clear. Thank God there is um, social media out there. Um, yes, there's a lot of shit out there, but there's also uh, you know, it's a very good way of sharing stuff. What's going on? Um, and so, you know, I, at least I know it will be covered by by some form of media, um, you know, should we actually get into into court. And that's that, I guess, you know, going back to legacy or whatever, you know, that, I'm just doing what I've, I can do. Um, and, you know, and it just it just happens to 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 fit in the A&E stuff fits in well with my, you know, the scope of what an inquest is. And uh, I just hope that, you know, we're successful. That's right. And in terms of media and censorship and all of this, I mean, they are trying to crack down. I've seen it. Look, I've been in this movement since... I started to wake up in 2006, but I didn't start doing anything until about 07. And I have seen uh, the media being very open in the sense, not the corporate media, but in terms of social media 
and just all the platforms being not promoting it but being allowed to let people promote it and I've watched them just slowly begin to crack down on it. However, you know, you go walk through some highly paved area, you know, somewhere that used to be a forest and they turned it into a parking lot or whatever, but you can always see cracks. You can always see, like, a little dandelion growing up through the cement. And that is the human spirit right there. There will always be something. There will always be someone making an effort. And the key is just finding those people and keeping it alive. And it will overcome because it just does historically Eventually, even if it takes a long time, the truth will win out in the end, and bad people always undo themselves in the end, too. So we're getting in our last few minutes here, and uh, I just want to say to our audience, you know, you can help out, just like you have in the past whenever we've released films. You know, you can hold screenings. You can show it to, you got a movie theater somewhere in your neighborhood willing to let you. I'm sure they've got their own procedures for it, but they're not that hard to figure out. I mean, you can do anything. All Every job is made so that a human being can do it, so you can figure it out and uh, get the film screened there, advertise it. If you need advice on how to do that, contact us at AE911Truth. But you can do screenings or just showing it to family and friends. I mean, that goes a long way just to waking another person up. You never know who, you know, maybe your brother will be the next big leader out there who uh, figures out how to get this through. So that's how you can do it. You can write op-eds for your local newspapers. I mean, uh, a lot of times they will print them if they're done well enough and uh, written well enough and you make your case. There may be even some sympathetic editors out there, a lot more than you'd think. So uh, that is my advice to the audience. We absolutely need you. Uh, Gentlemen, our last few minutes, uh, just beginning with Bob, do you have any comments about the importance of the supporters in getting this film out? Uh, there's no question about it. I I think it's very difficult, you know, because I know so many people that know what happened. But I, I, it just takes such an effort. Like my son, he has four kids. Now, how can it, it, it's, you know? And he teaches at a public high school. So how can he be that vocal? And there's so many people like that. How can he be that vocal about anything without getting in trouble? And I'm talking about vocal about the United States at all, not just 9-11. So it's just because of that, the pressure everyone has. I've talked to so many people, but they said, what can I possibly do? Well, what you're saying there, get involved with architects and engineers, that's a, that's a great idea as far as people, to, just to find something they can latch on to. They can't latch on to me because I, I don't have a public face, but architects and engineers has that public face. And to keep it simple, too, you know, because... You know, you don't have to get into the, the who did 9-11 or the whys. You just say, well, this is science. And, of course, that's the importance of what you do. It's science. And you can't argue with science. And it's, it's, it's just a question of spreading the word. But it's so difficult for people to do because people look at them like they're nuts. It's like, they, you know, again, go back to the Kennedy assassination or they'll disagree. Of course, the government was involved in it. But then, big deal. What's happened? Has the world changed since then? No. Things like this happen all around the world constantly. You know, so I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Sometimes I get so pessimistic and I, I can't believe anything can happen. But what you're saying, Andy, is, is absolutely right. You have to latch on to something and go with it. And that's the only thing, really, there is to latch on. Because if you just read your history books like I do, what can you do? You know, I, can, I can't even talk to my neighbor about it, you know, because they look at you like you're nuts. So it's uh, and what's happening, you know, with Matt in England and London, you know, that they're having an inquest. So somehow, some way, that that's the only way to go. 
And when you have the only game in town, architects and engineers that are doing something, then that's what they have to latch on. They have no choice but to do that. And at least to find out if you're you know, you're just new to this, and that's the way to find out about it. That if you want to do something, you get involved in it. That's where pamphlets and things of that sort work out. You know, you get them, you know, anywhere in the city. You know, you can just go down to the park and just one spring day and hand out pamphlets. So, but I I don't know. It's just difficult. It's so difficult. So, but you're right, Andy. That's that's the only way to do it. Matt, your thoughts on how the supporters can help get this film out? Well. I don't know the mechanisms of how they would do that, you know, apart from immediate um, sort of family and friends. But, I mean, what what I would say is be, because it is a very different film, I mean, it's basically an exploration of trauma and healing and, you know, trying to find the truth and, you know, justice and stuff like that. Um, it, it is a different sort of film. And so I'm really hopeful that it will reach a wider audience, certainly more than, say, you know, more... Um, you know, technical um, documentaries that have been put together, um, you know, to do with 9-11 trees, whether it be by A&E or, or others, um, just because it's got that human um, story, stories that are woven in. Um, you know, it, 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 could e- it could easily be, you know, an online documentary, you know, dare I say it, with things like Netflix, um, you know, because it, it, it's telling that, that human story that it's not so, it's not a full-on assault um, you know, your, your, your government badge is bad, your country's bad, um, you know, this murder was done by X, Y, Z. Um, it, it's not, it's just it's just following the stories of four families and friends um, trying to find truth and justice and, and you know, the, the trauma and all the other stuff that, that has come along over the last 20 years. And so I just hope it reaches uh, a wide audience. So don't don't limit it to activist friends, you know, try and get it to people who like watching, you know, um, stories, documentaries, dramas that explore, you know, the human condition, um, particularly when, you know, there's trauma and healing involved. That's right. And that's what this film succeeds in doing. And I will tell people the first step is deciding that you want to do something and that you will do something. I mean, there's a lot to be said about attitude when you decide that you're going to cross that river. You don't say... Oh, how am I going to cross that river? You say, I want to cross that. So that is the first step. And, of course, we can advise you if you contact us. So we are out of time, gentlemen. Thank you so much for all the work you're doing. I mean, I can't overstate it. And, of course, for appearing in the film. And, again, it's the unspeakable. We'll be sending a bulletin out to our supporters when it is up. It may even be up by the time the show airs, which will be good. But it's coming here, and uh, we need all of your help out there to get this film watched by everyone. So thank you, and thanks for coming on 9-11 Freefall today. This program is on every Thursday night on No Lies Radio at 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific, and every other Sunday night on BBS Radio at 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. You can also keep track of the archives by going to 911freefall.com. This is Andy Steele. Have a great week. Good luck. <laughs>